It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the last word on Spurs. I'm Richard Cracknell. How about some of these for the last words on Spurs? Pathetic, abject, rubbish, same, every week. That's two words. You know where I'm coming from. Oh, man, who'd be a Spurs fan? Well, I'll tell you who would be. First guest this evening. Uh, Please be upstanding for the one and only Mr. Anthony Costa. And evening to you, and uh, here we are again, mate. Here we are again. Yeah, it's uh, repeat, play, draw, repeat, lose, draw, repeat, repeat, repeat. Last-minute goals, repeat. I'm just done with it. I'm absolutely done with it, and I'm sure we're going to get into this pathetic game, as you called it out, Rich, and rightly so. Was it good enough? No. Was not good enough today. I don't care about... If we've got world-class players or class players, what I saw today was 11 blokes that just didn't want it, didn't want that game to go ahead and and try and win the game. So I'm fuming. I'm absolutely fuming. Other than that, you're all good, yeah? Yeah, well, the the positive thing is I called the first goal scorer, didn't I? Yeah, you did. I've said it all week. Joe Linton, I got laughed at. One of our close pal, my close pal, Frank, Went, don't be silly, Costa. I can't see it. And lo and behold, we made him look like Brazilian Ronaldo today in his prime. You need, I'll tell you, if it, it, bet responsibly, kids. By the way, if you've got a fiver, you need you need to stick on your predictions every week. You'll be cleaning up. I think. Oh, I wish I wish I put the money. I wish I put money on it today. 
Anyway, next up, joining us, uh, making a debut with me. Anyway, I'm uh, I'm sure he's uh, he, he's been around. He, he he's in the background of the show. He's the swan. We're the swans on the top of the water, or ugly ducklings, some of you might say. And uh, this man is the feet, the engine under the water, making it all happen. It is uh, Mr. Adam Sachs. Adam, evening to you. Good evening, crackers. Good evening, fellas. Jamie, How are you doing? You're good. good. Enjoying good Spurs practice. this season, yeah? He's been great, uh, isn't he? <laughs> um, yeah, of all the seasons, eh? Um, oh. I think today was really a microcosm, wasn't it, of our season, really? We saw the two yeah. faces of Tottenham Hotspur capable of being clinical at one end and at the other end. Well, ever-ridden, passive, lack of real leadership and organisation at the moment, which I'm sure we're going to get into. But, yeah, good to be on the show, fellas. Good stuff. And lastly, certainly not leastly, uh, it is via the Daily Hotspur. Yeah, boy, that's one for the kids. Jamie being the place to be. See, I can do the kids, can't I? See? <laughs> yeah. Hi, guys. Hope you're all doing well and all the listeners doing well. Yeah. Um, very, very frustrating performance again today. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of got to that point where I'm just a bit fed up of watching Tottenham play like that again. Um, to go to New, a Newcastle side to have just lost coming off the back of a 3-0 defeat to Brighton um, and to see us kind of look like we were the relegation side um, or you couldn't really tell which one was the relegation side. Um, it, it just said it all, really. I mean, individually, I actually, I look and, and obviously there were one or two people that were really poor today. Um, but otherwise, kind of individually, I think there were some, there were some decent performances. The, the big problem for me is that as a collective, it's just, no, there's no structure. There's no structure to it. You know, we just don't seem to have any ideas. I mean, Kane today obviously got two again. I thought he had a good game. Um, a couple of other players I thought did well, Lo Celso and Dombele. Um, uh, and then, of course, Hoybier. Uh, maybe not Lo Celso. He was a bit passive. He was a bit passive. That was probably not the best one to say, throw in there. But I don't know. I just <laughs> I, um, I, I just think as a team, it, it would just we just looked like we were missing that structure. We are missing that, those ideas. And... Um, I think we all know where that that come obviously stems from, unfortunately. So, you know, this team, I look at the team and the 11 we put out today, uh, maybe I would have made just one or two changes, but that team should have been more than good enough to go out and win today. Um, and that's such a frustrating thing. Uh, for me, as I said, I blame it on kind of the collective and not knowing what the plan is. So very, very frustrating afternoon, of course. Yeah, very, very much so. Uh, team today uh, was Loris in goal, Tanganga, Sanchez, Rodon, uh, Regulon, Hoiberg, Lascelso, Undembele, uh, Lucas, Kane, and Vinicius starting again, which is the same lineup as as last time out. And um, I don't know. And I'll come to you. Does this does this formation and team? work for you it just like we just couldn't seem to play through we couldn't play through and we just could not put it was no fluidity was there to it it was just nothing seemed to come off today no it was listen as as jamie said that team were more than capable which we thought and we always think that we're we're better than anyone else um because we're Tottenham Hotspur and we deserve to be uh fighting for a Champions League spot we year on year out unfortunately some of the squadrons we know ain't good enough uh, that team that he put out today wasn't a negative team. It was a strongish team that could go out and hopefully beat, you know, a, a team fighting relegation. Um, and it wasn't to be. It wasn't to be. So 
the blame for me doesn't really lie with Jose. The blame lies today with them players out on that pitch. Um, we should have beaten them. I, I, I can't sit here and go, yeah, but this happened. We weren't good enough today. End of. End of. And I, and I, I, I was laughing so much because it was, it was, then it turned into anger. And that's how I, I, I use my anger. I just laugh about it because this club has, has destroyed everything of confidence that has been built into me year on, year out. And, and a lot of it's been paper over the cracks. Um, this team today, they should have gone out against, as I said, a, a team fighting relegation and we just bottled it. Yes, we bottled it. That's what I've got to say, Rich. There's not much more yeah. I can say, mate. I can't sit here and go, we played amazing for 70 minutes. We never played well at all. No, we, no. we scored two quick goals, great. But we had to go 1-0 down for us to score two quick goals. We should yeah. be doing two quick goals in the first 10, 15 minutes. We should yeah. be at them. And we didn't. And I, I, I'm absolutely, I'm still fuming, mate. I'm still it's fuming, just, sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. Listen, it's like, you know, God bless everybody that downloads this, listens online, etc. Because it is just rinse and repeat every week, isn't it? Rinse and repeat. Coming to you, Jamie. Um, listen, we've had loads and loads of questions and points coming in and uh, having a bit of time between uh, full-time and recordings, uh, giving us a bit of a chance to collate some. Mm. And... Um, at Lagos 61. I, I quite like this question. It's very succinct uh, to the point, but it does really hit home. What has Mourinho done to improve Spurs in 18 months? <laughs> and I, I did sit and ponder that for a while. And it is a great question. It's like, what, what has he done? Because I don't know about you. For me, yes, there is players that, that need to go who are not playing for him. But but I'm, I'm convinced there is more from these players oh, than we currently get. Absolutely. absolutely. Uh, no, and that, that's the thing for me. Um, I look at kind of our, certainly kind of the front, um, the forward line, then of course the midfield. You see Hoybier and Ndombele, two really good players, two fantastic players. Ndombele for me will go on to be one of the best central midfielders in the world, in world football. Um, Hoybier, I think he's a fantastic, I think he's one of the best holding midfielders in the Premier League. Um, and then, of course, you look at the front line, the Celso, uh, Lucas, um, and then, of course, the likes of Sun came on, Harry Kane. That, you know, that's got the quality to go and to go and finish in the top four. You've got to be getting in the top four. And, and for me, I, I just feel as though when you ask me what is our style of play, I haven't got a clue. And that, that's the, that is the big, big problem for me. I, I know lots of people will disagree. Um, maybe people on the show will disagree saying, no, oh, it's the mentality of the players. But I, I, for me, it comes down to, I just don't think they know what to do as a collective. I don't think there's a plan there. Um, Jose Mourinho's obviously got this, this style of football, um, but it requires a certain set of players. You know, you see his Inter Milan teams, his Chelsea teams, they're all built on, on really solid defences and, and players that obviously have that kind of that mentality of they're going to give everything for the badge. I think at Spurs, it's, it is slightly different. Um, I think we've got a forward line which, which is where you've got to build on. And unfortunately, Jose Mourinho's philosophy and our group of players, it, it hasn't matched. Um, the big thing is we missed out on that central defender and that, that's, that's absolutely killed us. I did not think that missing out on a player that, you know, of just one sort of player was, was going to kill us this much. You know, we, we don't have a defence that, that fits the way Jose Mourinho plays. And I think that that's that where it comes down to. I couldn't tell you our style of play. I couldn't tell you what we tried to do in matches. 
I know I know lots of people would disagree, but I, honestly, I, I look at that squad and, I, and, and obviously there's there is a lot of a lot of um, things that need to change in that squad. But I still think there's there's a, a a group of players in there that should be much much better than uh, what we're doing. As I said, I just think individually, I I, I think there's you know there, there is a lot of quality in today. I only look at maybe two or three players in that team that I'd say, okay, you were really poor today. Sanchez, Regulon, I didn't think had a very good game. No. Lo was a bit quiet, but otherwise I look at Ndombele, I thought he did well. Uh, Hoybier, and then so individually, but then the problem is, is that when there's no kind of idea going forward and that there needs to be structure in that team and there just doesn't seem to be. Um, so for me, that's the biggest problem. I know lots of people would disagree. I know I've seen all the stuff about the players, but for me, it comes down to kind of uh, the manager. Jay, I see what you're saying, mate, but it, it, the manager can't take the blame for that today. I'm sorry. It is 11 players that should be going out fighting for that badge. And it doesn't matter who's in charge, mate. We've had it. We've seen it. Different managers, Pochettinos, AVBs. I'm not saying that they that they, they were the, the be-all and end-all, but it's happened every time with a different manager. Adam, coming round to you, like Ant said there, it, it just there does seem to be like this... Something inherent in the club, doesn't there? No matter who the players are, um, who the manager is, it just seems to be this continual DNA. Any ideas of a set of fresh eyes on the show of, of how we can how we can overcome that? Yeah, for sure, Rich. I mean, just to sort of echo what Anthony sort of said there. 100% down the years, it's almost been ingrained into sort of the DNA of Tottenham Hotspur sort of since I've been born now. We are the, we are the masters of our, of our own downfalls. We, um, we pluck defeat from the jaws of victory, as yeah, they it say. Is, um, it is. Yeah, I mean, coming back to today, actually, I think a point there, I just want to sort of echo of Ant. He said that you can't blame Mourinho for today. I agree with that. If I unpack that game in terms of Newcastle's chances, the goals, every single one of that back four was culpable. From Rahulion to Sanchez to Roden to even Tanganga, in terms of being culpable today for the individual mistakes that led to the actual goals in terms of positioning, in terms of ball watching, in terms of not willing to put their bodies on the line to block the crosses. And I think that's really been sort of um, a microcosm of this season in terms of whilst we do have it in us to be absolutely clinical going forward, Defensively, right now, we are in a period of transition, aren't we? We've, I think, just as a club, since that, I suppose, since that um, pinnacle four years ago, sort of that 16, 17 season team, where we had the back four of Toby, of Jan, of Rose, and Walker, that was pretty much the peak of that defence. And since then, through various transfer windows, we've seen in place, we, we haven't really been able to sustain that level of defence. And so we are where we are now today, where we are giving. We are giving the lights of Tanganga, Roden, the chance to go and prove themselves. But with that, obviously, they've, you know, they're going to make mistakes along the way. And that's where we're suffering right now. Absolutely. But today, mm. you know, Tanganga was, he was, he was okay. And Roden was, was, was good. I mean, you know, Tanganga, there was maybe things he could have improved on, but he is young. Sorry, I'm sorry to jump in there. I got, sorry, I'm so excited. I, no, I agree. And it, again, it comes down to why, why does he continue? I don't get why he continues to get, keep getting picked. And, and that's another thing that for me killed us today. Again, you know, Lamella coming on ahead of the likes of, I mean, ahead of the likes of Bale. I, I just didn't get that substitution. For me, he's obviously a guy that Mourinho really likes, but he just keep, continues to let us down. The same with um, uh, Davinson Sanchez, lets us down a lot. And I don't, I don't really understand why 
those two were picked. I mean, but I don't know. I, again, I just I just look at that squad or the team that played today, and I just feel as though they should be getting so much more out of that team. There's quality players there, and I just I don't buy the I don't buy the mentality stuff. I just think. I do think it's a bit of an excuse for we're just playing poorly. I, I I look at it and I just don't see what the again I just don't see what the plan is with that team. I think they should be doing so much better. You've got Harry Kane, the best striker in the world. You've got like a son, one of the best wingers in the world. You've got one of the best midfielders in the world, in Dombele. That's actually an interesting point because uh, we had um, at John underscore Kelly one and at Nick B one one nine three both said the same thing. Um, when is Ndembele going to get hold of a game by the scruff of the Thank neck and, 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 and boss it? And there was quite a few people that actually made that point across the socials today. But yeah, Ndembele, I can see the player there. It's flashes. He needs to go and grab a game for yeah. 90, 95 minutes, doesn't he? Absolutely, mate. Listen, Wickham, Wickham at Christmas, Wickham at FA Cup, he's got the be all and end all. You know, we went one nil down, and we had to bring on the big guns to, to go and beat them. And and it's just like I've not seen a consistent and Dombele. I'm not pointing him out, but it ain't good enough. Mm. Yeah, um, I mean, just to sort of add to that, I would say today, for the most part, for Dombele, this was one of his. Yeah, one of his worst games for us. I think in terms of actual sort of gameplay further up the pitch, he obviously got the assist for Kane. The second goal, for the first goal, he fed in the Celso. Also in the second half, there was that chance on the right-hand side when Dombe fed in Kane. So I think he was certainly involved going forward, but I think the North London derby, he was very, very poor in that game. He just seems to have gone, have gone off the ball, doesn't he, recently, in terms of his contribution, in terms of getting us further up the pitch, in terms of maintaining possession. So I agree with that. He's certainly in a, um, in a difficult spot at the moment. Oh, for me, I I, I, just, I just think he's been, I just think he's been wasted in that middle too. I just don't think that he fits that kind of that midfield role. I think he needs to be a more advanced player. Uh, that that for me, I I think Ndombele is an incredibly talented player, and I do think he is being slightly wasted by the manager. That that's just I mean, people would disagree, and I, I do get that. Maybe he hasn't you know he hasn't kind of had that real moment where he has grabbed the uh, the game by the scrap of the neck. But I, I feel as though it's down to kind of. The, the, the style of player, I just don't think he's, he's he's really taken into it. And as I said, there's no kind of structure in it. And, and that's really let him down, I think. Mm, I, I agree with that. I do agree with that point in terms of in Dombele sort of obviously being more effective going further forward as we saw today. But if I remember rightly, he was earlier in the season, he was dropped back, wasn't he, to try and accommodate another forward option where we were supposedly struggling to get further up the pitch, where we were holding on to games. So it's a catch-22, really, of Ndombele, isn't it, in terms of how do you accommodate him as well as, you know, trying to get another attacking force on the pitch. So I think we're yet to see a consistent best from him. And coming to you, um, a point a couple of people made, um, again, uh, on the social medias, and thank you once again uh, for all your points that you sent in. Um, the, uh, at, the footy, uh, at the footy calf, uh, who's the back four for the last nine, uh, not nine, ten games of the season, nine games of the season? Um, where, where do we go? Because it's just it isn't it isn't working. I, I get that there's a problem with the midfield keeps losing the ball and exposing them. 
but there's just it's just awful at the back at the moment. There's just no collective. There's no shape when we get caught, is there? So who would you go with as a back four now? My back four would be uh, Aurier, Roden, Alderweireld, and Regulon. But you know, Regulon ain't been great the last the last few games, yeah. So let's 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 not get it twisted. You know, when I'm seeing he's the best left back in the Premier League. People need to take a hard long look at that, the Premier League. You know, yeah, he's a good player, but being the best, quoting him the best Premier left back in the Premier League, I'm not having that. I'm not having it. For uh, for you, um, Adam, back four and uh, for the for the running and who, who you think should be be in there on and out. Yeah, um, really tough one actually. I think sort of addressing um, with Julian. Just to sort of echo what Anthony said, certainly at the beginning of the season, I think, you know, we were waxing lyrical about him. Certainly going forward, that's obviously where his main asset lies. Obviously attacking on the left-hand side. He was culpable today for the equaliser, allowing another ball to go over his head there. Just like the rest of the team today, ball watching for the, um, for the head down from Joe Linton. Obviously then that scramble and the equaliser from Willock. Um, in terms of a back four sort of moving forward, I think he is obviously our number one left back. We obviously need to play, obviously, what we deem to be our strongest back four. So, Rahulian would be on my left. I think that you do need a reliable head in there like Howard Varel to try and bring some cost, some, some consistency, some type of guidance in that back four. I would, I'd probably try and persist with Roden. He's shown promise. He needs maybe just that little bit of guidance just ahead of him there. So, Toby and Toby and Rodon. And from the right-hand side, Difficult one. Obviously, Aurea is saying flashes this season of some sort of level of consistency. He has got an error in him. Tanganga, obviously, um, against Villa, he had a good game. Today, today, culpable for some errors. And obviously, you know, for both of the goals, actually, he was in culpable, he was culpable in terms of um, not blocking crosses and getting us into trouble. So I probably would stick with Aurea for the rest of the season. That would be my strongest back four. Yeah, it sounds sounds like the same page as uh, as Ant there, and uh, yeah, it does. It's it's a big big di- big dilemma. It's just not working. Uh, Jamie, mm. uh, coming coming to you and um, Michael Bennett. He picked up the point that you touched on a little while ago, saying, uh, "What is our style of play?" And it is like the only style we seem to have at the moment is this consistent throwing away goals in the last 10 minutes and yeah. losing 15 points now from winning positions. Right. So it, it's, it looks like a problem that keeps repeating itself, which surely means it has got some sort of solution, doesn't it? If it's the same thing every time, yeah. you know, if, if a machine's misprinting every time yeah. after time after time, you go, right, okay, it must yeah. be one or two elements that's causing that. Find it and yeah. fix it, surely. Yeah, again, I, I just I, I don't understand. I don't know the style of play, and that that for me is is the big worry. Um, but yeah, for me, the style of play, you just you don't you don't know what it is. And today we kind of we just looked like we were playing in it was individuals for themselves, and and, and that's the, that's the biggest worry for me. Um, I, I just I don't know what our style of play is, and I that's yeah, spot on. Just before we go to the break, and I'll uh, I'll come to you to finish uh, finish up, and. Um, now, Jose, um, given past uh, past history and what we've seen of him before, 
you wouldn't put it past him to actually be playing players which he just knows are not good enough, but to do it to make a point. Now, to me, that's wrong. That That's really wrong. If there's something he could be doing to make it better... You see, you see the avenue I'm going down here. Do you think he might be showing the board, especially not, like, not us fans, but well, we, we suffer for it. Don't worry about that. But do you think there's an element of him playing these players to show to the board, look, this is what you've got. This is what you've given me. And they're just not good enough. I don't think, I see what you're saying, Rich. I, I think... Um... I it's think, a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, I just, think he's, I just think he's playing the, the the squad that he's been given, mate. Um, he's only brought in, uh, we all said, like six players this season. One of them hasn't been great in Matt Doherty. Uh, Hoybier has been good. Um, and Dombele, 50-50, he's been like a sort of newish signing because he didn't really turn up last season. Um, who else? Obviously, Bale in and out. Um, Vinicius ain't putting up any trees. So really, out of them six signings, you're talking oh, on regular. So two two out of that six ain't uh, are the only ones that are or uh, you know decent. Yeah, um, yeah. I just think we've just been given he's been given the tools to to, to work with, and I Perhaps think that's it, part of the element of uncertainty with yeah. like Bell. You don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. You don't know if he's staying, if he's going to be yeah. there next season. Vinicius, it's a loan that doesn't look like it's. So there's no. Do you know what I mean? There's I no roots can... being put down by quite a lot of these players. Yeah. They just seem to be there ad hoc. And uh, that if... seems to be that seems to be seeping through the team, doesn't it? Yeah. Do you think if we get top four, be the worst bit could happen to us? Because I'm scared that Levy might turn around and go, oh, we're all right. We just need one more signing. Oh, that's that's a tough one. Jamie, I'll, I'll bring you in. Your, your words of wisdom are needed here because... Um, yeah, it is a bit of a double-edged sword. You, you, that's that's how they leave you feeling, but they probably go, oh, well, that was fine because we oh, actually fine. did make top four, didn't we? Well done. We just scraped through. We've just beaten, you know, we've just beaten Leicester, who have got, you know, 10 reserves out and, and Kasper Schmeichel, because they're through to the Europa League final, for example. They've got their flip-flops on. What a great result. We are through to, to Champions League or Europa League football, and we don't go and sign someone, that there's going to be there's gonna be trouble. Yeah, I, look, I mean, for me, it's, it's painfully obvious what we need. Uh, well, certainly in terms of a central defender, that's the big thing that we're missing. The one thing I do worry about is how hard the kind of the pandemic has hit us and, and financially, whether we'll have the funds. Because we, we do need, we like, we can't go for someone. I really rate Joe Roden. I like Joe Roden a lot. And I think he's a great player for the future, but he's not that guy that was going to come in and transform our defence and take us back into the Champions League spot. So there is that real quality needed. And, um, I think they probably know that that's that that's what they need, and and regardless of whether we got actually got into the top four, I still think I, I, maybe you know you might disagree, but I do think that they'll still think we've got to go. We've have to go, and uh, we've got to go and sign a big central defender, so that they'll know kind of the areas um, where they need to go and strengthen. But um, you know whether we'll actually have the funds. You see Manchester City saying they probably might not be able to go and get a striker, so that that might be an issue. Um, so. Yeah, uh, for me, I think I think they'll they'll know that they'll know the areas of that squad that need to be improved. So we'll have to wait and see kind of what the funds that are available. Uh, finishing up with you, Adam, and uh, on that point with uh, Jose, and uh, maybe making a point to the board. Yeah, no, I don't really see the conspiracy in that. To be fair, um, 
I think, as Mourinho called it at the start of the season, you've got two choices. You either go out, you spend £45 million on the ready-made product, i.e. Skriniar, or you buy a young, up-cutting talent and you allow them to go through that transitional period. I think that potentially the same with Tanganga, the same with Roden, the same with even Rahulian, you could say. They're young, upcoming, and they're going to, yeah, these mistakes going to happen. And hopefully in time, they'll rid them out of their game and, yeah, we'll be back to a level where we can compete. But I think at the moment, no. I think Dyer, he's not making it in the team for a reason. He's been proved to not be good enough. Sanchez is in and out of the team. Alvaro, you could say he maybe can't manage the game time sort of as much as well. So I think it's really just, you know, it's on the face of it. I don't think there's too much in Mourinho trying to sort of play play games really like that. No. All right, listen, we're going to take a break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in the second half. We've got the preview of Man United coming up, of course. Oh, we're really looking forward to playing them, aren't we, kids? Oh, wow. Um, and we'll also speak about Jose Mourinho's comments about the players uh, this evening and the players that need to come in and out. And is it just too much to do in one go? So don't go anywhere and we'll be back very soon. Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organizations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people, enabling organizations not only to make the correct hiring decisions, but also how to benchmark, train and retain them. Phoenix 51, powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey. And we're back. Thank you so, so much for listening and downloading. Well done if you've got this far and sticking with us and uh, pulling up some chairs in a church hall for a bit of group therapy here and uh, trying to make sense of uh, the rinse and repeat that's going on. Uh, don't forget, we're all across the social media platforms on Twitter at Last Word on Spurs, Facebook, Instagram, uh, CB Radio, we're on there. Uh, where else are we, Jamie? I'm not, not, Mum's Nets is normally my favourite one, isn't it? Reddit, we're on there. Uh, Friends Reunited, MySpace, oh, we're on all of them, isn't we? Uh, Blues, Blues Fan Club, we're on there as well, and... Okay, so you can check us out there. <laughs> All right, so listen, thank you so much, uh, as I said, for downloading and getting in touch and making points and questions. And uh, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Loads and loads of interaction. So uh, not all of it good, though, when it's, when it's times like this, I, I have to say. But listen, you know, if it helps get your anger out, then it's all good, isn't it? So, uh, all right. So Jose Mourinho, I'll start with you. Uh, and was uh, asked a question today and saying um, that his teams that he's had before, like Milan and Chelsea, just never threw away games like that. And uh, basically, I think he got asked a bit, have you, have you lost it? Uh, you know, I, is it gone? And um, he, he quite curtly just answered, same coach, different players, he went. So... Yeah. Which really, I mean, can you expect to get the best out of your players if you are, for want of a better phrase, throwing them under a bus like that? It can't, you can't want to, it doesn't instill that sort of, that backing, does it? 
All right, yeah, I think it's bad that he threw him under the bus, if, if everyone's thinking that. Me, I think he's got to call it straight. They weren't good enough today, and it's happened too many times. He he tells that team to go out there and, and perform, and they don't do it. They've let him down, let us fans down too many times. Listen, I can handle three, two or three times losing the game or getting a last-minute uh, equaliser from another team. I can handle that. Dropping 15 points from winning positions this year. That is not acceptable. It's not acceptable. And I don't care about, I'm happy for the team and I'm happy for the players and I'm happy for the fact that we lost 7-2 against Bayern Munich two years ago. I don't want to hear that. I want someone to come out and go, grab it by the balls and go, no, we were we were terrible. Too many mistakes. These players are making too many mistakes. What more can I do? I want a manager that's going to tell me the truth. I don't want a manager that's going to go around the M25 just to not upset anyone. But no, listen, it's a point, it's a point that you're making. And do you know what? For me, like, you know, many moons ago when I was at work, I never mind getting a kick up the derriere and being told to, to be better. But it's, I've been, I've been, sorry, sorry, to, before we go to Jamie, talking about my work, yeah, I've been sat in a theatre with all my fellow actors around me, right? Okay. I've been slaughtered. By, by my director, no after no after no. Do you think I went there and went, oh, can you not talk to me like that, please? Did it, oh, it made me better. Adam, coming to you, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I'm, an old, I'm an old man now, especially for this like, podcasting and social media game. I'm, uh, it's, a, it's a young man's game, this, and so's football. And uh, it, it, has, it has changed. And, uh, you know, I may can't right. I think a player should be able to like, be told his fortune. I think a team should be able to be told their fortune. But I don't know. It's, it's, it is a different game now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of see where you're coming from there, Rich. Um, I think on this occasion, Mourinho has obviously got form for singing out players and throwing them under the bus. But I think, I think I'd be worried if he wasn't. Just be, I think he's just being honest. You know, we are where we are. I think, you know, I, I think, you know, he's just reflecting what's in front of us all in terms of the team today. The work rate wasn't there to come back. You know, to come back and retrieve the ball collectively. Defensively, it was just an absolutely error-ridden performance. So, I think it's quite refreshing. To, I think it's quite refreshing for someone to actually tell it how it is. Really, I think there's a. I think there's a time and a place to to call Mourinho out. Then, oh, that's a bit harsh. Almost, almost like where he's gone and criticising Dombele, where he's gone and singing about Ali this time this season. You'd think, oh, that's a bit uncalled for. But I think now on this occasion, I think he's just telling it how it is. Collectively, was absolutely dreadful today. So, yeah, no, no problem with that. I think it's yeah. that's quite refreshingly honest. Rich, if he came out today, sorry, before we get to Jamie, if he came out today with, oh, no, I was really happy with how he performed. Yeah, it was a mistake, but, you know, these things happen. We'd be sitting there going, has he lost his mind? Did he see what we saw? Yeah, so yeah. He damned if he yeah. do, damned if he don't. So yeah. let him do his managerial tactics or whatever. And let's, let's us fans sit back and hopefully... Watch us try and win a game with, with, you know, with our players that we all, you know, rant and rave about. You know, yeah, they have two yeah. good games. Well, all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're the greatest of all time. Or, you know, Lamella nutmegs someone, and it, you know, it's the best thing in the world. <laughs> Jamie, is is there is there ways and means of doing it? Is it maybe just a little bit too blunt, 
a little bit mm. too public. Um, I don't know, that seems to be the vibe from social media this evening. Yeah. Granted, it was from some sections of social media mm. that are always going to make Jose wrong. Yeah. So, you know, make it out what you will. No, I, look, uh, firstly, I, I, I agree with him. It's, it's, uh, it's, the same man it's the same manager, but different players. And, and that's, that's where it kind of, it hasn't worked for him at Spurs. I said, you look at his top sides in the past. They are very different to what they are now. I don't think you've got those sort of players that will play that Jose Mourinho way of football. That way of football certainly, our squad doesn't fit that way of playing football, and and that, and that for me is the biggest problem. I just don't think Jose Mourinho's style of play and Tottenham Hotspur's kind of squad just it just hasn't fit it worked together. Um, I don't think he's got, I don't think he's got the right players to go and play that 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 style of football which has got him success in the past, and and you know. I just think that's the only way he knows to play football. And when it when it doesn't work with the squad, that's where you've got big, big problems. Um, and for me, I just can't see it working out for him at Spurs, um, which is a real shame. I was desperate for him to be successful for at Spurs. But you look at that squad and you can't change, go and change the whole squad. You can only go and change the manager. And for me, I, I wouldn't change the squad anyway. I've made it quite clear. Well, obviously, I've made a, you know, a number of changes. But overall, I still think there's yeah. there's a good group of players there. But... Just to, unfortunately, it just just doesn't coincide with the manager, um, and and I think that that's a it's a fair point, and I think he's right. Yeah, that's yeah. why people like JT and Ricardo Carvalho, Frank Lampard, Lionel Messi have said that he would he wish he'd been managed by Mourinho. Most of that Real Madrid squad back in the day, the Inter Milan team that won the the the, the, uh, the Champions League, the yeah. Porto team that won the Champions League, they can't be wrong. We just don't like. The mentality of whoever comes in, it will never change. This, this, is, this is the weird thing Isn't with it, Mourinho. It's just, I don't think I've ever flip-flopped with an opinion of somebody in football as yeah. much as I have with Mourinho. Because like during the week, uh, Lionel Messi comes out and says, if there's a couple of people I wish I'd been managed by, it's Sir Alex Ferguson and Jose Mourinho, and like, you know, forgive me if, if you think I'm wrong here, but I'm saying that Lionel Messi might know a little bit more about football than, than I do and how somebody coaches. And, you know, so on one hand, you get that, but then on the other hand, you just like, you go, what is he doing? Well, I just can't see what he's up to. Adam, coming to you. Yeah, I suppose just to really add to that, I think there's definitely a case to be made that Mourinho hasn't evolved with the current trend in football in terms of the emphasis being on attacking play, fast, incisive, attacking football. That's fine. But I suppose, yeah, the, I suppose on the other side is, you know, this squad, as Jamie said there, this squad is not built to take a lead in games and see games out one goal to nil, two goals to one, in terms of to ride a game out for a period of time. So I think there's certainly an argument to say, you know, Renew hasn't evolved. But in terms, you know, like you say, obviously those people there, obviously um, people like Messi, Carvalho, JT, you know, they're obviously far more qualified than us to make that call. So obviously, um, you know, to yeah. whack the record back Mourinho. But yeah, no, I, it's a very difficult one. This squad at this moment in time probably isn't set up to execute how, how Mourinho wins games over the course of the season. Whether that means he's given the time or not to try and, you know, evolve the squad to get to that, you know, to get to that dimension where it is set up to win games like that, 
that's something that remains to be seen. Whether he'll be given that time, funds in the transfer market, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you look at the Villa game the other week, JT couldn't wait for that game to finish so he can go over and give him a hug. Yeah, he's his man, isn't he? He's actually his man, isn't he? And everyone was up in arms. He shouldn't be hugging JT. Come on, man. The problem, I think, the problem is, is just kind of just in English football, just the culture in general. I just don't think you've got that style of that that kind of that John Terry type player that will, you know, that give absolutely everything for the badge. You just don't find many of them these days, and and that for me is the big problem. I think with Mourinho's style of play, it is. It's literally about giving everything in kind of in the defensive phases and there just aren't those sort of players anymore we saw it at Manchester United as well the the way his style of football just didn't suit that squad um, and, and kind of the culture of the dressing room and I think it's the exact same at Spurs it just doesn't seem to fit um, and you know maybe he needs to go maybe it's a case he needs to go to another country and you'll find a uh, different sort of culture but for me I think that just the culture in England now it just doesn't fit the way Jose Mourinho is so who comes in then? Who comes in, lads? Marie, well, this, this is a two-part question I've got Sorry, coming Go up. On, no, that's fine. Because I mean, the editor of uh, The Athletic, uh, Alex K. Jelski, um, he put out a poll on um, which team's fans would be happy to see their current manager there next season. And second bottom, uh, with only Newcastle below us, uh, was Jose Mourinho with only 45% of those asked being happy to see Jose there next season. So look, I think I think Adam touched touched on it. Does he get another does he get another season? And is it now going to be a case? It, it's looking a bit like it's Jose versus his current squad, isn't it? Do, you get where I'm coming from. So yeah. does the club now back Jose and he gets rid of the players that are not doing it for him and bring ones in who do? Or do they go with what is probably the easier option of bringing somebody in to suit the current players with a few changes? Jamie, I'll, I'll start with you. Oh, I just, look, today, I, I just can't sit there again and, and watch us kind of play like that against Newcastle where they're having more shots than us. I've made it very clear. I think that kind of there is a basis there of a, of a good squad. It just doesn't fit the Mourinho's way of playing. I've made that very, very clear. Um, I can't. I can't have us playing like against like that against Newcastle. For me, it comes down to structure, um, structure of the team, the way it's being set up. That for me is the biggest issue at Spurs um, at the at this current moment in time. So. Yeah, uh, for me personally, I, I, I don't think you'll be here next year because I, I can't I can't keep sitting through that style of football. Again, I, I don't think, it, I, I personally don't think it's to do with the mentality of players. Again, I know lots of people are going to totally disagree with that, but how I see it, I think there's a really, really strong basis of players. Now, people don't get twisted and think I'm saying we've got a fantastic squad. Um, I think there is, a, there, is a, there is a basis there to be successful. Um, we need to go and build on that, whether we will, let's see, but... Yeah. I just don't. I can't keep watching us play against Newcastle and, and have let fewer shots and look like we're the team that's kind of battling relegation. Adam, coming to you, do you think he gets? Do you think the club backs him, gives him uh, another season, and then goes out and gives him the funds to maybe bring in? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it could be five or six players that need to go, and five or six coming in, which is which is big money, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is, Rich. I think that's a bit of a multifaceted question. So do we hold on to So do we hold on to Mourinho? I think number one, let this season play out. If we by hook or crook 
somehow get into the top four and on top of that win a league cup, then on the face of it, this has been a successful season. And I, you know, I, I say that, you know, <laughs> I say that tentatively. <laughs> yeah, um, very tentatively. Yeah. You'll need the hook and the crook for that to happen, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think to touch on what, what you're saying there, Jamie, in terms of this squad, I think that in terms of in terms of our eleven, I would say there's elements of it that that can compete. But I would say being no doubt, this in terms of our defense, it is a very, very bad, it's a very bad unbalanced defensive line at the moment. Yeah, there is potential, some youngsters coming through with the, with the potential to maybe in two or three years' time. To, to be a success, but if you if you just look at the depth of our defence, in terms of that depth, this defence has been allowed to erode since, yeah, since since 2017. That was when it was at its strongest. Walker, Rose, Prime Toby, Jan Vertonghen. Since then, it's just been a downward slope. We've obviously got Rahuli on in this season. That's a good investment. But you obviously want to see us put down some serious money for a competent right-back. You obviously want to see us potentially go in and go and get Skriniar in the summer. I believe that Inter are doing very well in Serie A, so he he may be maybe an even higher premium. So, I think in terms of in terms of attack, we've certainly got something to build on. Also, we've got arguably the best centre forward in the world. But I think defensively, there's a lot of work to be done behind the scenes, a lot of resources to be put in to get this team to a level where we can compete, and that's going to take time. Yeah, very much. And coming to, to you, and um, no doubt this is a huge, huge summer for the club, isn't it? And um, I just don't know which way they're going to jump on it, whether they're going to keep Joe. I think, I think that they will actually keep him and, and try and back him and get him the players he wants and get rid of the ones that he doesn't. I think so. I really think that should happen. I think we need to get a Mourinho... As I said, I'm not Mourinho in or out. I just want us to win games now um, and not bottle it because we bottled it for far too long as Spurs. It's in our DNA, as I've always said. Um, and I, I laugh about it because it's just it's just become a running joke. Um, but I think the board should back him. I really do. Listen, at least until January or February next season, let's see where we are. If we're in all the cups, if we're doing all right, we're in the league, then... Why go and sack, sack him? Bring someone else in. They're going to give people that ain't great squad players a chance. That's another, you know, you bring someone in new in, in July and we haven't got rid of the deadwood. These people, these managers are going to give this one a chance, that one a chance. Then it's the cycle. You're recycling all the time. And by that time, the season's over and we're sitting here on last word on Spurs going, oh, well, what are we going to do now? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, he's a really he's, good manager. Yeah, yeah. but... We, we that, got you've, got to give us, you've got to give a new manager a couple of seasons again, haven't you? Know you? I mean, so, and I, I think that's why they'll stick with him. And to be honest, because, you know, like, like we said on previous shows, that uh, Daniel Levy made it abundantly clear that this is his man, this is the one he wanted. And I think that they've got to, I don't know, it's... It's almost, uh, Jamie, just to finish up before mm. we go to the preview, it's almost Shakespearean, isn't it? Because once fans get back into the stadium yeah. as well, I mean, that's, that. I think that's going to have a huge effect, a yeah. huge effect on the mood and the outlook and everything, isn't it? Yeah, look, for me, I mean, I'd only keep him on next year if they're actually seriously going to go and back him. We know what we need. this squad needs in terms of really refreshing that defence. You look at the way he does try to play, 
you need to build a strong defence. And again, our defence is so weak. There are so many weaknesses in that defence. And that's where I do feel a bit sorry for him because he just hasn't been given that squad. Again, I, I said earlier about the central defender. I didn't think it was going to be that much of an issue as it has been. We've clearly needed a big leader in that back line and that's something we've massively missed. Uh, maybe that could have been slightly fixed with all the world being in there, but even so, I still think we needed to add a real experienced head. So I'd only keep him there if we're going to seriously go and back him and bring in the sort of players that will suit kind of his more his style of play. I don't again, I don't think you'll get the um the John Terry's, the kind of the guys that are gonna absolutely give everything for the badge, but I'm sure you'll find someone that will that will make us more defensively secure and allow us to kind of play the way that Jose Mourinho wants. But I don't see us doing that. I don't see us going out and spending £60 million on a central defender that will cost to get in someone who will come in and transform that defence. So I, I don't see that. So, um, you know, maybe you'd look to, to a manager that maybe suits this squad better. Again, I think so much more could be getting out, got out of this squad in terms of what we got going forward. Um, so for me, it only comes down to whether we're willing to go, in the, go big in kind of building that defence. Yeah, look, if we back him, we've got to really back him, haven't we? Adam? Yeah, very quickly. I suppose I just wanted to put that to all you boys. How far away do you think we are then from challenging realistically? Because I think if we get a top centre back, a top right back, I think I think that elevates us. Yeah, I think our midfield, 100%. I think our I think our midfield, our attack, I think that's all right. There we go. That's I think and, we need, and I think we need four players. I think we need four players. We need two centre halves. In my eyes, uh, that yeah, that are prem proven. I, I'm not. I can't have someone coming over, and we got to give them. We got to give them um, time to adjust to the Premier League, and they're not working, and it's not working out, and they making mistakes because of the, the high intensity. Get me two two centre halves that know the Premier League. Uh, I'd love an Anderson um, or or a Dunk or a Vestergaard, someone like that. I'm not saying they're world class, but someone just consistent. Get us two consistent central defenders. If we've got time for a right back, go and get a Max Aarons, which brings the homegrown court, um, uh, quota oh, up yeah. as well. Um, yeah. Maybe a goalkeeper to battle for Hugo Lloris and, and another striker to battle Harry Kane. I really do. We, it, not a backup. A it does look striker. like we need just a little bit of white sliced bread, don't we? bit of bread yeah. and butter in that squad because there's enough caviar to go in that sandwich up front, isn't there, really? Yeah. It just, it's just missing a bit of bread and butter. Yeah, you're, uh, you're right. I, 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 I wouldn't say, in terms of challenging for the title, I do think we're, we're still some way off that. But I think we're much closer to being in the top four than people think. Right now, obviously, we're all incredibly emotional. Like, we're, you know, we are all very angry after that performance. But I think if you actually look at the squad, and again, it's, it comes down to the basis, I think that there is something that's, there's really good basis there to build upon. But again, it comes down to we really, you know, we've always been that kind of that close, you know, are we going to go and follow it through? And I, I don't know whether we will go and follow it through in the summer, especially in a pandemic summer. Maybe, you know, if we'd have been in the new stadium, we might have gone, maybe we'd have gone and done it and tried to kick on. But um, I, I do worry. I do rather worry whether we will actually go and try and kick on in the summer. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, very much so. Listen, just to uh, just to finish up before we go to the preview for the Man U game, um, just to look at the actual game itself, because we just seem to always be talking around the, the, the circus that's going on here, there and everywhere. Um, Kane today was was brilliant once again. I thought he took that goal magnificently. 
and thank heavens for, for Harry Kane. Just a quick once round, because I don't know how much more praise you can heap upon him. But and Harry again, like, well, yeah. listen, where would Barcelona be without Messi? And, uh, you know, it's an easy uh, thing to say, but he's, uh, he's phenomenal, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. We all know that, you know, he wears, he's the only one that really puts a shift in week in, week out. And when he came off the pitch today, he looked absolutely fuming. So God knows what happened in that dressing room after the game. Um, I think there was a few strong words. Hopefully that was that was said. Um, and people need a good kick up the backside. Um, so yeah, Harry, I love him. I love him to death. Um, and he's just he's just the best, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. Just, just don't take free uh, kicks. No, no, exactly. Yeah, ja Jamie, just a little bit. I'm just trying to finish off on a little positive yeah. lick here. And yeah. and H H was H was magnificent yeah. again today, wasn't he? Yeah, no, I, I I'm really gutted for him. I mean, it, he, he deserves so much better than what he's getting at the moment. Um, I mean, he's just yeah. turned into the the most complete football footballer in world football at the moment. You look at kind of. Um, he is just short of Lewandowski in terms of goals and assists. But if you look at his assists, the number of assists he's got, I think he's got, what's it, 14 assists this season. He's got 19 goals. He's the leader in both categories. I think that would potentially make him the first if he was to kind of finish the season like that. Top scorer and the highest assister. Um, yeah, I mean, he he is, for me, the most complete footballer in, in world football at the moment. You just look at what everything you can do to his game. He is absolutely sensational in his, you know, his finishing again. And, and people kind of compare him to Lewandowski. I mean, if look, for me, if you put him in that Bayern Munich side, the side with the quality around him that he has and that, again, the structure, I, I, I hate Jamie, to think don't, that... don't give him ideas. Oh, yeah, I, I, I said, yeah, actually, no, no, don't, actually, do not imagine that. Forget <laughs> I said that. Forget I said that. Um, no, I mean, you, you know what I mean. Um, yes, yeah, yeah I, I'd hate to think the kind of numbers that he, he'd be putting up, really. Um, yeah, it'd be quite scary. Adam, is there a shout for uh, Harry uh, Harry Kane, player manager? But uh, uh, well, could you could you imagine? I mean, stranger things have, have happened, and uh, offer him the manager's job. I wonder how that would work. I'd love to see it for a season. It'd just be like, wow. <laughs> well, let me put it to you like this, Rich. If we had eleven Harry Kanes, we'd we'd be in a good place for work rate, being in the right place at the right time. Yeah, he's. He, he is, without question, at this moment in time, the um, hot striker in the Premier League, isn't he? So, I think yeah, in, that, in that, the world, Adam, that, to be honest, I think in the world, as, as Jamie said, yeah. Mr Lewandowski, he's, he's just, he's the man, isn't he? So, he's, he's our crown yeah. jewel and, uh, yeah. yeah, let's hope it stays that way. So, listen, don't go anywhere. We're going to go away and uh, bring you a preview from uh, Aaron Paul uh, from BBC's Five Live, a uh, big Man United fan. Uh, so he's going to do a little preview and then we'll be back to uh, gird our loins and gather our thoughts on that upcoming game. So don't go anywhere. OK, Jose, five minutes ago, we hit the post. A few seconds later, it's two all. It's margins. Yeah, but um, they had other chances. And... Um, they had other chances with some similarities to the, um, uh, to the goal. They had, uh, even with us dominating the game, even with us, uh, like you say, with the chance to score the third goal and to kill it, we always create some instability to ourselves with um, mistakes that we, that we make. Um, so in the end, I think it's, uh, it's a hard punishment 
but maybe maybe we deserve it because we create instability to ourselves and when you create instability to the team at the same time you give uh, confidence we give hope to the opponent to keep going and and try to get that point makes it a frustrating one doesn't it because you, you, you walk away thinking it's a game we should have won really absolutely um, you know but um, you go to the to the second goal if you want you is easily to to analyze you split the goal in three moments the moment of the cross the moment of the of the header and then the two guys in the face of uh, of the goal uh, you don't need to be a genius in football to to analyze this uh, this goal and to take conclusions just i mean looking ahead obviously it's united next weekend you got we got a week to prepare for it put this behind us and move on well, i guess that's in a game to game in it no, we say. have to uh, you know if you want to to try to compare this last period of matches with last season after the lockdown there are some similarities in terms of uh, number of matches uh, and trying to reach objectives um, last season in this period we we lost badly at Sheffield and then after that we managed to to get points so let's let's try to do the um, let's try to do the same of course Hello and welcome to this interval break of the last word on Spurs. Yes, it is Ricky Sachs here. I hope you guys are keeping safe and well. You'll be hearing me kind of filtering in and out the podcast in these next seven to eight games. Of course, we've got a massive cup final to come. But I am here discussing Spurs' next Premier League game, which is against Manchester United. And I'm absolutely delighted to welcome back to the last word on Spurs, Five Live reporter, massive friend of the show, the wonderful Aaron Paul joins us. Aaron, how are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Congratulations, Rick. And um, yeah, hello, lads. I, I miss you all. It's been, like I say, as a crazy 12 months in general, I have to say, in terms of life, football, you name it. It's been absolutely crazy. But here we are, Tottenham against Manchester United to come next week. I've got to ask you, lads, from a Manchester United perspective, what have you made of the last 12 months? And can I say progress under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? It's it's such a tough one to gauge for United because, you know, we 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 seem to be in decent form. We're we're winning games. We're picking up points. It's great, but when you watch us, it's it's very very difficult. It's a bit of a labour of love at the moment because we're not scoring the goals that we should be. We're taking our time. We're we're very wasteful with a lot of things. It's a little bit frustrating. It feels like the basic little issues that have haunted us for the past couple of years keep coming back to haunt us. Um, over the past 12 months, there's been highs. There's been a lot of lows. One of the lows obviously being battered at our place by by, by Spurs early this season. That was a big, big low. The only thing was it was obviously overshadowed by Liverpool getting beaten later on in the in the evening, which is great. But yeah, it's it's been an interesting twelve months. We won a trophy badly. Um and, and maybe a defender or two, that'd be nice. I can definitely agree with you as on in terms of the defenders. My god, Spurs could do with a couple, I tell you, going into the summer transfer window. In terms of ambitions for the season, I mean obviously Premier League title now looks pretty much out of the question. Is it just about now finishing that top four for you? Or winning the Europa League. And of course, winning the Europa League. I try winning not to bring the Europa League up because of Tottenham, so oh, please forgive well, me. Well, obviously, yeah. I mean, for us, it's got to be winning the Europa League. 
They've got to win the competition. The scary thing is that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer last year, you know, we got knocked out in three out of four semi-finals, I think it was, or something like that. And, you know, he turned around and goes, that that won't happen again. We need to learn. We'll be better. This year, we, we've been knocked out in the FA Cup. We've been knocked out in the League Cup. We've got the Europa League left. We need to actually progress and, and try and win something. I think we'll get top four. I, I think we'll get top four, not for our brilliance, but for the fact that other teams are just sort of, you know, their, their, their levels of inconsistency are sort of more prevalent than ours. You know, we, we're, we're not amazing. We're not amazing. We have flashes of brilliance, but they can be rare flashes. It, it's very, very frustrating being a United fan now because it feels like we've wasted a couple of windows. We've wasted a couple of transfer windows. We've wasted money on players. This summer's going to be dominated by Mino Raiola, someone who I, I hate with a, a massive, massive passion. Um, it's amazing how you can hate someone without never even meeting him. It? It's, it, it's amazing. But, you know, the summer's going to be dominated by Mino Raiola. City are playing this game now where they're saying that they're not going to go for Haaland. And I can tell you not they're going to get dragged into a race for, for Erling Bright Haaland. Um, and, and obviously Paul Pogba, mm. one year left on his contract. Yeah. Will he stay or will he go? I don't know. I don't really care. Just sort it out. Let's Let's actually stop playing games and that's all we do as a club we play games you know there's a lot of players that still need to go in that squad you know there's a, we're, we're getting rid of them slowly but surely but now you're looking at some of the aging characters the Nemanja Matiches the Juan Matas and thinking they're, they're, they're getting on now and their legs aren't quite there they need to go you know there's still players to get rid of um, yeah it's going to be a fascinating few months, Rick. If the past 12 months haven't been good, the next four, four five, six are going to be very, very good. I've got to ask you, as from a Tottenham perspective, um, obviously we had you on the show, uh, I wouldn't say, it wasn't massively too long ago when we were talking about Tottenham and United at the time. I think it was Project Restart. I think you came mm. on. And I remember at the time you were saying that, you know, with Mourinho, um, you don't think, you know, he's, he's, you know he's, he's the man which he was, once was. He thought it was a busted flush. And to be fair... Um, this season, I think many Spurs fans may agree with you that it's been a difficult watch on the eye. I think many will say that maybe he hasn't had the squad as such to work with to the best of his ability to get the most out of them. Again, that's again questionable. And Spurs fans at the moment, there's a very, very heavy split in terms of being a Mourinho fan, a non-Mourinho fan. But just from the outside, looking in at Tottenham and Jose Mourinho, what have you made of the last 12 months? This is it with Mourinho. There's been some real, you know, hot, peaky highs where you're thinking, shit, you know, we're invincible. We're going to win the league. We're going to win the cup. We're going to win everything. And then there's some real lows, like getting beat in the Europa League. And you're like, geez, you know, this is the pit. It isn't really the pit, but, you know, well, it kind of was. The fact that the it Dynamo like the Zagreb... Pit. It ma- felt like the pit that the night. Fact, the, fact, the fact that the Dynamo Zagreb manager was doing porridge while you lot, you know, got beaten 3-0 by his team, that's 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 a bit worrying. You know, Mourinho will sit and say he he, he didn't get players and he, he will make excuses. But the fact of the matter is he wanted Hoiberg, he got him. He wanted Doherty, he got him. He wanted Regulon, he got him. You know, they brought in a striker in in um, Carlos Vinicius. He got a striker. You know, Joe Roden's a young defender. I don't know if that's him or if that's the director of football, whoever it is who's buying the players. But he, he can't say he wasn't backed in the summer. He can't say he wasn't backed. The question is now, what does he need one to, you know, to take this team to the next level? Two, is Daniel Levy going to pay for it? Three, is Daniel Levy going to have the patience for it? 
you know, is is he still going to be there? Is he going to be interested? Is he going to throw his toys out the pram? I don't know. I've maintained with Mourinho. I think it feels not like a busted flush, but just, you know, there's, you know, cracks just everywhere. There's a lot mm. of cracks. Yeah. You know, when you have a wall, it cracks and cracks and cracks. And you, you know, you use polyfiller, polyfiller, polyfiller. But ultimately, the ground is moving beneath yeah. you. You know, mm. there's subsidence beneath you. Mm. That's how it feels at Spurs. I had Spurs, bank, I was banking on Spurs to win the league. In September, October, I thought. I remember, I remember seeing that. Look at these lot. They're going to be unreal. Mm. And everything seemed rosy. But then suddenly something's changed and bang, you know, he's back to it. I, I, I don't know what you need, to be honest. I don't know what you need. You know, we were talking before about a couple, well, we were talking just now about a couple of defenders. I'll take Davinson Sanchez as Man United. I'll take Toby Alderweireld at Man United. Mate, have you seen the guff we've got? God, look look at the state of our back line. You've got Lindelof, granted, who's been all right in the past few weeks. Guy's scared of, you know, heading the ball. Harry Maguire, who's turned around midweek and gone, we're defenders, we make mistakes. I Come on, our, our biggest problem has always been that the amount of individual errors that we make as a team, and regardless that's in defence, midfield, you know, we, we seem to have players that, for whatever reason, in that moment, um, lack of concentration, and it absolutely costs us dearly. I just wanted like I say, from your end, looking again in at Spurs, um, Spurs, as you know, are absolutely desperately craving a trophy, and we are in this League Cup final to come. Do you think, for Mourinho, if he was deliver- to deliver that League Cup, is that enough? Would you think it's enough? You know, for... for Daniel Levy. What do you reckon? What enough for him or enough for Daniel Levy? Well, enough for Jose Mourinho looking in because for him it would be a kind of thing to say that I've come here, I've won a cup. But to be honest with you, for Spurs, I, top I, four I, is a minimum requirement. Well, look, at the end of the day, when it comes to winning a cup, he loves the League Cup. Mm. He loves winning the League Cup. He yep. freely admitted it, and he said, you know, that's a trophy that he loves to win. Obviously, it's usually in February. We moved on, whatever. Cool, fine. You know, the, the calendar's changed, but he always wants to win the League Cup. Finally, as just to finish it, I want to get your prediction in terms of where the both clubs are going to finish. For you, United, where are you not going to finish in the Premier League? Um, I We're definitely at top four. Yep. I think we'll probably finish second. Okay, and Spurs? That's a very hard question. It's a very hard question. I think you're looking at the fact that Chelsea got walloped by West Brom and thinking... Got a chance here. Um, honestly, I think you'll finish fifth. Okay. Interesting. I think, you think you'll finish fifth. Um, I mean, I really thought Jose was going to do what he did with us um, and bank on winning the Europa League. Mm. You know, bang, you bank on that. You don't worry about the league. You put all your eggs in that Europa League basket. But obviously, it just, you know, Never the basket worked. cracked, the eggs cracked. Yeah, it but did. It did. I, I, I just... I can see you finishing fifth. It's such a strange season, isn't it? You 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 just don't know. I mean, the fact that West Ham are very much in there, that's, that's that, insane. That, that, that just tells you how crazy the season is. One last thing I've got to ask you, as we're close to running out of time, League Cup final coming for Tottenham. Will Jose Mourinho deliver? Will Jose Mourinho deliver a trophy to Tottenham? Yes, he'll batter him. Interesting. Interesting. I'd love it if you batter him. Go on, go <laughs> will it, will it happen? Do you think Jose will be... I hope so. I I think so. I hope so. I hope I hope you absolutely batter them. 
you know, you I go. just can't take Smug City anymore. <laughs> Smug City, we're not playing with a striker, but we're scoring loads of goals. Yeah, all right, mate, cool, fine. You're different, pal, yeah? But I hope you completely batter them. There you go. The wonderful Aaron Paul back on the last word on Spurs. Aaron, always a pleasure. We hope to have you back on, hopefully, next season. Yeah, cheers, Rick. No problem at all. There you go. And like I say, as always, guys, I'm going to hand you back to the safe hands of Richard Cracknell talking to you about the game against Manchester United to come next week. And we're back. Uh, thank you so much to uh, Aaron Paul, as I said, from BBC's Five Live for bringing us that preview. So, uh, next Sunday, the 11th of April, 4.30 kickoff at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, British Airways Stadium, Greg's Bakery Stadium, I don't know, the uh, Tesla Stadium. Uh, they'll get a name for it one day. How about White Hart Lane? I think that works really nice. Just, just keep it as that. Tottenham versus Man United. And boy, am I looking forward to this one, Anthony Costa. Wow, I just cannot wait to play Manchester United. Uh, um, yeah, uh, for those of you watching in black and white, i.e. not seeing the pictures, Ant's currently got his head in his hands think, thinking about it. But that, this is how Spurs has left you, isn't it? You know. Yeah, it, I'm just drained with it. Pending doom, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm drained with it now, mate. Um, I, I'm so grateful to be able to speak about it on, on, on this pod, on the last word on Spurs. But I, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm just repeating myself every pod I do. Do you know what I mean? Um, you want a preview about the Man United game? I don't know what Tottenham team's going to turn up. I, I, I can't see us. I don't know, mate. I, I, it's I, hard, I, isn't it? I, it's hard. You know, you can go, yeah. you can go yeah. 1-0 up and look, we'll all be jumping up and down. But there's still another 80 minutes or 90 minutes to carry on. Do you know what I mean? And I yeah. think we, we ain't going to hold on to that lead. So... Whatever happens, I just hope we don't get spanked. <laughs> that, that, that's you know, don't well, that say it all? I just hope we yeah. don't get spanked. It Rashford. shouldn't be like that, should it? No, it you shouldn't. Know? But Rashford will probably turn up against us. Daniel James will probably turn up against us. Who hasn't really played a lot this season? Um, he'd probably want to put one in because obviously his Welsh teammates Bale and and uh, Roden and Davis there. So he'll put if he plays, he'll probably score. Um, Danny van der Beek will probably be just unbelievable next week. You know, he'll probably get a run out for the first time in five months for United. Um, and, I, and I called the I called the goal scorers today, didn't I? So, you know, there you call go. Me, call there's me, there's your betting slip filled out. Pound, a pound on that. For nil, nil free and those free scorer as well. And I, and I called and I called the uh, I called the Arsenal game as well. Odegaard on the Chris Carlin show. I called it. I called it. And it's just no, it's, it's your fault, Ant. This is what you're saying. It's, you can, it's yeah. not my fault. Well, can, can you not call a 4 0 win for us then, please? All right, I'm going to call a 4 0 win, right? And these are the scorers. Obviously, Harry <laughs> Kane scored one. Yeah. Um, and Don Bele might <laughs> score just to, to, just to give us a bit of, bit of hope. Sanchez? Um, yeah, Sanchez with a header. Yeah, corner. Yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah, yeah, powerful weather. You know, old school style centre half. And uh, that's it, really. And uh, oh yeah, and probably Regulon, just to just put him out there. 
Just you, you know, if this comes in now, you're going to be dunked in a local pond on a stall, <laughs> don't you, to see if you're to check if you're a witch or not. You know, I'm throwing it out there, boys. I'm throwing it out. <laughs> to the All right, Jamie, coming to you. Mm. Can we? Can we get something from next week? Because boy, we need it, don't we? Yeah. Um, oh, blimey. Uh, well, certainly certainly not playing like that today. Um, I mean, one big change, I want to see Toby Aldebar come back into the team. That, for me, every time we've kind of looked a bit more defensively uh, solid, I think he's been in the team. He was in the team against Arsenal, so maybe that's a bit, maybe it's slightly wrong. But for me, I think Toby Aldebar is, is still a good central defender. And I think he, 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 he certainly his presence in that back line, alongside the likes of Roden, will, will certainly help us. So, um, I, I want to see Alderweireld back in the team. I don't know whether I don't know whether we can. I, I don't know whether we can do it. We we'll have to wait and see. Um, but for me, I'm just saying that's that's the one change I want to see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sensible words as ever, Jamie. Adam, coming to you. Can we can we get something on today's showing? You'd say unless there is some changes in that in that first eleven. And like Jamie said, I think that starts with Toby in the middle of defence there. So, but can we get something? Of course we can. We're Tottenham Hotspur. Of course we can. Um, it's the sort of type of thing we would do, isn't it? Just yeah, go no. and win that next week now. Yeah. Look, we do need to... Um, we, we we do need to take some um, some confidence in the fact in the correlating fixture. We absolutely blitz them. Obviously, unforeseen circumstances. Obviously, Marshall gets sent off. It's a different game. But obviously, then we've gone to absolutely blitz them. So, we have beaten them once already this season. Of course, obviously today on today's show, and you'd think, you know, obviously Man United, you know, it, of course that's an even tougher prospect. But the way we set up, we are capable of sitting in. We haven't done it in a while, but we are capable of, of sitting in, you know, having teams come on to us and then blitzing on the counter. Son, you'd think he played half hour today. He'll be back next week. That potentially plays into that tactic. Obviously, you'd expect Toby to come in. I think he's been ill, hasn't he? So that's obviously a good reason why he potentially didn't play today. I think potentially you um, bring Goria back into the fold next week. Not sure why he played today. Potentially illness as well, was it? He obviously had a good... I think, I believe that they both missed coronavirus testing yeah, coming they missed back COVID from, from in, international duty. They they was ill, really? but went away on international duty and then missed somehow uh, the deadline for coronavirus testing. So something's right. gone awry there. But yeah, sure, they, they should be back for next week. Definitely, yeah. So, I mean, look, if you add all that into the mix, is it, is it or is it not? I don't think it's inconceivable that we can sit in Get a goal. Man United aren't exactly the most reliable, the reliable team to sit in, hold on to a lead and see games out this season. So, you know, at times this season, they've been just as a mixed bag as us. Saying that, obviously, at this moment in time, the league table would show that they're obviously, they're doing much better than we are at this moment in time. But, you know, there's, there's, you know, obviously, now there's, there's a method in your madness. Sometimes, and like, like Adam's saying, but when you are playing better sides, we don't seem to like slip up so much. Did you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Closer games, but yeah. when we play those that we're supposed to go out and easily beat, we can't seem to cope with them. We it's seem to have better like game that. plans against better teams, don't it's we? It's always been like that. My old man says it all the time. Do you know what I mean? It's not just now. It's not just Mourinho era or Poch era. It's always been like that. Um, I must add though, um, Bruno Fernandez will probably get a penalty against us. So just putting it out of there. Bad, 
lads. All right. How many are they scoring against us in this game? Oh no, I think it'll be a high-scoring game. I think you know we can either it will either be like a three-two win to us or a three-two win to them. It's gonna be one of them games, but they will get a penalty. Okay. Okay. Let's we write see. that down. You write that down. I've, I've written it down. Yes, I've got it written here. Don't worry, it's all all, all in ink. Yeah, I've got I've got it here. So uh, the voice of reason as ever. Listen, I just wanted to say again. I know I've said it a few times this show. Thank you so so much for downloading and listening and getting in touch because it is tough at the moment. And it's not like, you know, the rest of life is uh, sailing on the calm seas either, is it? And you sort of look to your football club and your football team to bring you a little bit of relief from uh, life's challenges at the moment. And uh, it's just, they're just piling it on basically, isn't they? So, uh, but listen, you tuning in is brilliant and we thank you so, so much for it. So, uh, listen, uh, that's it for this week. Ant, thank you. Thanks for uh, coming along. Thanks for, uh, for for jumping in and giving us your pearls of wisdom. Not too sure about your Man U preview, but the rest of the show, spot oh, on, listen. well done. Rich, I said to you, mate, write it down, fella. Write it down. I'll t- talk to you every day of the week. Fernandez <laughs> will get a penalty against us. I've, from from what you've said in that preview, I've got 11-8 and I don't know which <laughs> way it is now. <laughs> this is what this club does to you, mate. Oh, man. And thanks so much, Jamie. As ever, brilliant. Thank you for all your input and uh, and bearing your soul uh, from yeah. another painful weekend of yeah. Spurs. Yeah, no, again, thank you very much for you know, to all the listeners for tuning in and kind of, uh, yeah, reviewing that. It was obviously a very difficult show for us to do as well, but got through it and, uh, yeah, worth the wait and see how they respond against Manchester United. Yeah, should be, should be a straightforward game. <laughs> and Adam, thank you so, so much for... Uh, for, for stepping in and uh, yeah, brilliant stuff. Thank you very much. And uh, you've got some editing to do now. Away you go, the feet of the swan. Thank you so much for having me, fellas. You're at my mercy on the, on the editing floor tonight. So <laughs> um, yeah, absolute pleasure. Thank you. Um, provided some much needed therapy. And keep the faith. We go again next week. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like I've said before, Listen, we all love our Spurs. We all love football. But there's there's more important things in life. So uh, just make sure all your family and friends are good and call in on a few people you might not have heard from for a while and uh, just keep yourself safe and well uh, before we get to next Sunday and it all falls apart again. No, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure. But we'll be back anyway. So uh, thank you so much. And as always, come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.